Welcome to the Holy Hour Podcast, the bi-weekly all-cure podcast. I'm Gavin, and I have a very special episode for you guys tonight. I welcome Steve. How's it going, man? Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. We uh, This might be the quickest uh, idea and turnaround here ever on the podcast. We're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got rambling. If anybody heard the last episode where we did another round of cure covers um steve here has a whole batch that was featured on that last episode and i think somewhere in that episode i got going i really want to talk to this guy i want to track him down and i uh clearly don't have very good uh, detective skills on the internet because i looked around for a bit for you and i was like yeah i don't know he's a man of mystery he's the elusive no. steve <laughs> and, uh, and uh, no, I, I think that's more the, that i uh like I didn't have Facebook for a while. All of my social stuff was turned off. So okay, I, I think you. you probably looked hard enough. There was just nothing to find. Okay, good. Make me feel better. Yeah, lay low there. <laughs> it's like you didn't see 20 million social media outlets there. But, um, so, yeah, luckily got tipped off. Um, shout out to Eric, friend of the show, that uh, I believe initially got your tunes to me months ago. And uh, I was just kind of had on standby for that covers episode. And uh once again, he pulled through and posted some stuff. We were able to track you down. So welcome to the show, man. It's good to have yeah, you Yeah, thanks here. for having me. It's <laughs> awesome for you guys to ask me to, to be on. I really appreciate it. Ah, well, uh, we're, we're glad to have you here, and uh, we want to totally dive into this Cure's cover album that you did quite a few years back, um, but is new to hopefully some people out there. And it's a good thing about a lot of old Cure stuff. It's pretty timeless and doesn't really matter when you stumble across it. You know, the songs are always great. And, and uh, yeah, so we, we want to dive in and get some specifics because I know I had a lot of questions about your recordings and just how cool they sounded. I'm not usually even that big of a cover i guess i love covers but i'm i'm real skeptical of cure covers being a you know a fan (laughs) of the cure as i am um i just think they're hard to pull off you know like i always like like them and like cool when people do them and stuff but uh Mm -hmm. it's it's tough so i'm curious to think uh, do you have a a covers opinion off off the top yeah i think i'm kind of in the same boat with you it's like the more i like the band the more uh the less I'm inclined to like covers of that band. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. You know, like, like I could probably heard pictures of you just as an example, Mm -hmm. a thousand times, you know, and it's perfect the way it is. I don't need to hear it any other way. Right. (laughs) But like, if there's some random song from, I don't know, like tears for fears who I have maybe heard three songs. Somebody covers one of their songs. I don't have the uh, emotional connection to it quite the same way or something. Yeah. Cause yeah, it can be totally great that way if you aren't so yeah. anchored to it. Cause then it turns you onto it, and you end up digging their stuff more, and you track it down. I mean, Lord knows how many bands I've discovered because of a cover. Or a band would play it at a live show, and I'm like, what the hell was that song? That was great, you know. Yeah. And uh, then you go and down this whole rabbit hole and become their super fan, you know. <laughs> so I mean, they definitely <laughs> have their merits too. Yeah, and even and then there's the pitfall of like something we found with doing these and like something like in between days or something it's like such a good song that it's like impossible mm-hmm. to totally fuck it up you know but at the right. same time <laughs> it's like yeah you know it is it's like it was already kind of perfect so you can't really nail a cover of that you know but at the yeah. same time it, it, you can never not enjoy it it's still it's fine such, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still yeah. such a great song you can't screw it up too bad but uh so it, it is 
interesting with cure covers in particular though. And then it is just like what approach they take or something like that becomes the more fascinating one. Do people try to totally deconstruct it or just note for note mimic it, you know? So Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, before we dive into your approaches, I just want to say I was totally impressed. So uh, that's why I wanted to check you down. I really liked it and enjoyed it. It was like the first batch of care covers I've really just legitimately enjoyed for so long where it's like, wow, I actually want to hear this again. Like, you know, usually you just kind of listen to it and it's like, okay, that's cool, but I'm not regularly putting it on. But yours I've definitely put on on loop a few times i gotta say well, that's, so. that's awesome <laughs> thank you yeah, no problem but um i guess a good way to, to start this off though since uh, there might be some people joining this episode that didn't hear the last one and don't even know what we're talking about as far as these covers you did um we, we like to do origin stories here, so we figured on some level, you must be a Cure fan, I'm assuming. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, even that Cure is assumption. always... Yeah, so... <laughs> it's like, damn, that was really impressive. He didn't even like the band. <laughs> just blindly chose songs to cover. Um, so I figured we'd kind of just kick it off with some general uh, Cure origin stories with you. What's your... How far do you go back, and what's the... Uh, how'd you get into the Cure? Yeah, I mean... I think I was trying to remember this uh, yesterday. I think the first time I really, I don't want to say the first time I heard The Cure, but the first time I listened to The Cure maybe uh-huh. was like um, sometime in between, uh, it was probably like 90 or 91. Um, I remember, so I would have been like 13, I guess. Okay. And I remember my friend uh, Dustin, he gave me like a mixtape that I remember that it had all I remember is that it had some stuff from mixed up mm-hmm. it had some stuff from um, the unplugged, the MTV unplugged okay. and other stuff too. But I, I don't, I wish I still had the tape, but yeah. Um, but yeah. And it kind of, you know, caught me right away. And I, I don't know. I just kind of started buying all the tapes anytime I could, you know, at that time. And like, uh, I feel like by the time Wish came out, was was that like ninety two or ninety three? Yeah, like ninety two. I had you know pretty in much that hooked year by so, that point. Yeah. yeah, like I knew every record, <laughs> right? Know, on. Like as many B sides as I could get my hands on. Yeah, it seems um, to be a very common thing with with the uh, Care fans when they get into them. It's like a very quick like gathering yeah. from the back catalog, and that even is you know whatever era people have gotten into them you know you're pretty similar i think to me i was you know like right before disintegration when i got into them and like yeah but i was like sixth grade then so you know like right um so it was like getting those tapes you know like you just go to the <laughs> store and, and try to just get any tape that you didn't recognize the cover of and you yeah. know and it was but um yeah, you, but it was like a year, I think, tops probably where I was caught up. And then like whatever that next album was, I was like already hooked, diehard fan. Yeah. <laughs> you don't hear too many stories of people being like, yeah, it still took a little warming up. And then they get a few more albums and a few more. It's usually yeah. all Well, it's nothing. crazy to think too, like, you know, like if you had a similar experience of like, you know, within about a year's time, you had, I don't know what, like 10 yeah brand new cure records yeah, exactly. new to you to listen to yeah but like these days it's like when their last record was 12 years ago or something yeah and then the one before that was six years before that yeah it's easy to to, to pine for those sweeter days when it was just like yeah. every <laughs> yeah, every trip to the mall was a new experience you know? <laughs> exactly. it was like oh my god <laughs> it's been so awesome but uh, 
That's cool. Do you remember like what the initial appeal was? What based on like the kind of stuff you were listening to before that? Was it a natural progression? In some ways, yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't remember. I mean, I, I know I remember being into a lot of like Depeche Mode and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, which you know I still am, but like, I think the Cure. I mean, it's, it's hard to to really, fit, you know, to put a a pen on it exactly, but like, right. I, I feel like part of what I liked about him so much, I mean, one, the music was good yeah, and it sounded different than, you know, anything I had heard. And I think especially kind of being exposed to the, to things like mixed up and unplugged yeah, first, like it was this, I don't know. There was like a goofy side to it. Right. You know, like they're playing kazoo. Like what? Right. You know, like is this a toy piano? Yeah. Both of those are pretty extremes in either direction yeah. of what their sound is. But, th- but they were also, you know, like there's this goofy quality, but they were also really unique and kind of dark. Yeah. And moody. And for like 13, 14 year old Steve that checked every, every box. Right. You know? <laughs> totally. <laughs> Yeah, I could see that because yeah, they you know, run the risk of being overly dark, and you know, like you said, as yeah. a, as a thirteen year old, you know, you don't really mind things being overly dramatic and stuff. But at the same time, I mean, like if Dusty would have given me a copy of pornography, yeah, you know, or Faith, I don't know that I'm sure I would have eventually kind of gravitated towards the Cure anyway. But yeah, yeah, but it would have been different. You know? Yeah, we've talked about that too because it was like you know, standing on the beach and stuff that really hooked mm-hmm. us. And then by getting all those tapes all in one lump sum, like faith and pornography, I always liked them, but they were kind of the ones I listened to when I was just totally killing head on the door and stuff. You know what I mean? It was like, Oh, that's yeah. getting really dark here. You know, I'll put that yeah. on when I'm feeling <laughs> sad, but it's, it wasn't my like heavy rotation ones out of the yeah, exactly. or whatever, yeah. you know, but it was like, and now mm-hmm. those are, you know, the, the ones you probably put on more regularly. Yeah, I was, was going to say it's kind of opposite <laughs> for me these days. Yeah, maybe just as you get older and more cynical. <laughs> yeah, everything is worse. Yeah. It's, it's like I just relate to pornography more now. So. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, you um, you obviously play a lot of music, too. When did that start, and was The Cure a big influence right off the bat for that? Or? Uh. I, I've, I feel like I've been kind of playing music always, you know, yeah. like I remember being a kid and my parents had a upright piano. Okay. I don't know why they had it. Cause neither of them played <laughs> piano, but yeah. um, maybe it was like in the house when they bought it or something. I don't know. But yeah, but yeah I would always kind of be playing that. And now I had, I had started, you know, I was definitely into playing music before I got into the cure. Okay. Um, Although I do remember like my, probably my first band, I think we tried to play like never enough or something. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm, it seems like maybe love song. It was all bad. I mean, yeah. It was all terrible, but... <laughs> yeah. We have uh, just me and the Donald, the guy we do the show here with, he plays drums and we would just do these horrible garage covers where I didn't even yeah. know any of the notes, but I would just like, sing it. Yeah. Something similar. You'd play the beat, you know, it's just like, it was like we, we tried really hard. But, yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> compensate with passion. Yeah, it's a... exactly. <laughs> so you uh, started out with piano then, or? Uh, I mean, not like I never really just kind of you know like it was around. Yeah. Um, but then I think I probably 
learned how to, I mean, I learned how to read music and stuff by playing a saxophone in the okay. middle school band and high school band and stuff. But, but then started playing guitar and bass and, um, like I, I've always kind of been somebody like, I'm not really that good at any of them, but I'm kind of a little bit good at, if, if I spend enough time with an instrument, I can yeah, fake yeah. it well enough to make it work. You know? Awesome. <laughs> comes, and, in, <laughs> comes in handy with recording for sure. That's, it does, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you um, could even bust that sax out then, man. You should put it yeah, like man, a... I wish I still had one. <laughs> like Every few weeks I'll get on Craigslist and kind of, is anybody selling a saxophone yeah. for $20 or something? <laughs> well, if you do another round of Cure covers, you got to do like uh, a night like this or something. Where you can yeah, this is give some stuff from the kiss me kiss me kiss me yeah, yeah. it's like a lot of uh a little hey you or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'd be awesome <laughs> somebody but, uh, uh just posted something today where i said why is it when uh you know somebody plays a solo on guitar or piano like they wait till the end at a live show and then they all cheer after the really awesome solo but like when they do a sax now, like two notes in, everyone just loses their shit and like starts cheering. <laughs> it's become such like a, I don't know. I, I don't want to say it's like goofy cheering, but at the same time it is badass. but just, you don't see it anymore yeah. when you saw it so much, like, you know, in the eighties and stuff, it was like yeah, ridiculous if you didn't have a sax in it, you know? And it's kind of funny. I had forgotten that. I did. I played in like a punk ska band for a little bit. Oh uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Which I mean, in retrospect, I mean, I, I was gonna say I don't know why I did because <laughs> I was never into that music. But yeah. but all the people in the band were really good friends of mine. So, yeah. You know. I like and that. I was like, hey, Steve plays sax. He's so, a sax guy. Yeah. <laughs> now, he, now he's in this band. <laughs> it's like all right. That's what it. Yeah, I saw um, Psychedelic Furs. They were, it was quite a while back now, but they had like the original sax guy in the band still, or I don't know if he came back for that tour or what, but it was like all the solos were like sax solos, and it was just so wild not having huh. seen that for so long now. It was yeah, just yeah. like, whoa, and everybody did just like totally go ape shit for him every time. It? He was just <laughs> like doing anything, and they would just step up and be like, woo. <laughs> so, uh, awesome. Yeah, see, now I'm thinking maybe I should. Yeah, Instead of looking is. for saxes for $20, maybe I should 50 60 Might be worth it. Making a comeback, <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, I mean, I guess um, shifting gears or, you know, to your own music, too, then. Um, so, yeah, forming bands pretty early on and stuff was... Um, mm -hmm. And you'd sent me just some links of, of your stuff that I was really digging some of your originals, too, and... Uh, the, the, the three bands you had sent me. I don't know if there was a lot more yeah. in between the gaps or what, but, um, there's, I mean, there, there are some, but, uh, those were the, the kind of main ones, you know? Yeah. Um, and there's like, I don't even know how many hours of like stuff that I would kind of, kind of write and finish just myself. Right. Um, but most of it wasn't ever really close enough to being finished for yeah. me to release it. Um, and a lot of it's like pretty terrible, I think. So. <laughs> well, those three you sent me were awesome. I was like totally happy just to have like three red bands to check out too. So yeah. Said, yeah, they're really good. And uh, your most current project in particular sounded really good. Disaster Class? Yeah, yeah.
currently in that band? Or? Yeah, that's. I mean, we've kind of been everything I mean, has been slow yeah. for the last year. <laughs> as much as anybody's in a band, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we're not a super uh, like productive band necessarily. Anyway, we kind of yeah, you know, we're all just kind of you know old and like we'll just do it when we want to do it. Yeah. Deal. you know, like. Yeah. I'm everybody's got families you know it's like we're not trying to like the singer is not going to tell his wife like you know sorry wife and like yeah. two very young children we're going to be gone for six months right. you know like it's just <laughs> that's not in the cards <laughs> yeah i'm in the exact same so, boat uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like you get like two shows that are close together i'm happy and it's like okay cool. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have some songs we're working yeah, on for a while but yeah this is uh well, i mean like the, we've been mm-hmm. we've been trying to finish a record for i don't know two over two years i think and not that we've been like toiling away you know like we've got to get this perfect for two years it's just that we're just we take our time with it and work on it when we want to and you know plenty of nights that we would get together for practice or recording and then we just end up you know Sitting outside drinking bourbon or something. Yeah, sometimes it's nicer just to hang out with your bandmates and actually just talk about music. Just hang out. We've only played two songs the whole time. Yeah. Definitely know that feeling, too. (laughs) Are they, um, I guess, keeping with the Cure thread, are they, um, you know, fans of any level? Or is it one of those? Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, well, we actually, um, yeah, they, they are for sure. And we actually... I'd kind of forgotten about this. It was maybe six years ago, seven years ago. Uh-huh. We did a, um, like a Halloween cure cover show. Oh, uh, cool. Um, and it was all the guys that are in this current band disaster class. And then Scott, who is the singer and piano player from, uh, this band state song that I was in for a while. Okay. That was more us just trying to be fairly true to the, the original songs, you yeah. know, um, typical halloween yeah, cover show but it was it was super fun and i wish like i don't have any footage of it or anything like that anymore yeah which is a bummer because it was it was a lot of fun um cool how many in the band then in disaster class yeah. there are it's like three or sometimes four okay. um we, we added our, our friend nick on bass kind of right before covid right um and so we haven't, you know, it was kind of like, let's, let's see how this works. Because <laughs> before I was, I would play all the bass stuff on one synth and other synth stuff on another synth. Yeah, okay. So having, having him actually play bass kind of, you know, freed us up to do some different stuff. Cool. But we haven't really... I think we've practiced once since, since yeah. March. <laughs> you know, so. like, we'll let you know. And he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the longest <laughs> wait for a callback. <laughs> right. It's like, I think it went well. <laughs> cool. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess you're, you got the Cure influence and then taking your time with the new album. and, and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's always good. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully it doesn't take us that long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember when uh, me and a couple friends went to uh, Los Angeles. Was it last summer? Mm-hmm. When Cure played that uh, Pasadena Daydream. Yeah. And I remember, which was great. It was such a cool show. But I remember like reading an interview. I think it was right before, right after that show, where they're like, "Yeah, like 
Definitely will have one new album out by the end of the year. Yeah. Maybe even two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a, becoming a either comical or sore spot with everybody on yeah. the podcast. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, yeah, like over a year ago, we were like, any day now, it's just going to drop. Yeah, it's, the, right? yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's a Christmas miracle in 2019. It's, a, it's like, nope. But, oh, well, we'll see what happens. So, yeah, I was going to yeah. ask, too, I guess just on the Cure fandom factor, you, you're pretty uh, still on board then, I guess, if you saw them at Pasadena and, you know. Oh, yeah, man. Uh... Like, the Cure, they're one of those bands that, like, you know, like, their last, I don't know, three or four or five, I don't even know, Yeah. Are, you know, are not, like, my favorite records of theirs by any stretch, but yeah. But they're a band that's like, I'll always give them a chance, you know, like. Right on. And, and they could never put out a record that was so bad that it would change how much i enjoy everything else they put out right know? yeah it's not so. embarrassing or anything or just, yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah that's good to hear yeah they're so good live too i mean it's amazing they really are man how they just yeah. hold up you know it's one of those things that blows all our minds or it's just especially his voice and everything you know just like mm-hmm. if anything they're like better you listened back to some of those ones you know it could be like maybe a little looser and wilder like the younger days, but at the same time, it's, you know, like they're tight as hell and everything's just like yeah. perfect, you know, or it's like, well, I was, uh, it was a few weeks ago. I was watching that, uh, I think, was it play out the, mm-hmm. it's like a VHS. It was maybe like a pay-per-view thing at one yeah, point. Yeah. Too, I think. And, uh, I had forgot, like, cause I remember me and my friend Dusty that I talked about before we, I remember we ordered that on pay-per-view when it came out. Yeah, me um, too. But I still like one of the things that one of the few things that stuck with me from that was some uh, some point where Robert is he's like I don't know somebody's interviewing him mm-hmm. about oh it's maybe when they're doing that whatever that small club show is yeah and uh, asking you know kind of why are they doing this and he's like oh you know like we we were playing this arena show next week or something if we didn't do these it would have been like a year since we played together last. Yeah. I was like, man, wow. like, <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. Like, like if my band tr- tried to play a show tomorrow, you know, we played last March was our last show. Yeah. Like the day before everything closed down, mm-hmm. it would be an absolute disaster. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't remember any of the songs. You uh, know, like, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I remember that making, having a big impression on me. Yeah. Then, you know, like, man, they can go a year. Yeah, and I mean, like still sound amazing. You know? And even on but, some level of like the technology versus, you know, like it would be a lot more possible nowadays, even just with all the billion yeah. things you could play along True. with or whatever, you know, or yeah, even yeah. call each other up. But like back then, it was just like, you know, what are you putting your tape on and playing along with it? Or you know, <laughs> it's like, what the hell? <laughs> How would you even rehearse or anything? But, but yeah, it's pretty impressive. Those guys they made us something. <laughs> yeah they're they've i mean i think the first time i saw them was it had to have been the wish tour okay i think i saw them a couple maybe three times yeah, cool and and like it's hard for me to remember how good they were just because it was overwhelming and amazing you know yeah, <laughs> like yeah um but yeah i mean you see them now it's like yeah they're like 
old guys and they all look like they're melting but yeah <laughs> they play better than they've ever played <laughs> yeah that's it the only real argument might be that they're just too good really or it's just so like yeah. <laughs> everything's yeah. like just fuck up once or something you know it's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like nice when he gets kind of off script with his vocals and starts you know kind of slurred it or whatever you know it just yeah. proves that they're human if anything <laughs> it's like okay cool <laughs> But um, yeah, I'll put a link to this episode on there too of your uh, other projects and stuff if that's cool with you. Um, yeah, I, I'd yeah, love for, sure. for people to hear them too. And uh, yeah, like you said, uh, State Song has a really good album. And uh, and Humans Bow Down, you said that was your um, your writing the songs yeah. and front man for that one. Yeah, that was like that whole record was uh, was basically just me and the drummer, uh, my friend Chris. Okay. Um, and then we kind of put a band together to play the stuff more or less yeah Yeah, so that was like that was the last project I did where it was like this is my band and we're kind of playing my song, you know, like yeah. what, um, which was super fun. But I think I prefer the stuff that I do now, where I'm more kind of like more collaborative and you know, yeah, it's less pressure on me to write lyrics that I'm not gonna like and <laughs> right. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I know the feeling for sure. I um, definitely at heart more laying the just I like writing songs and stuff, so it's easier. And I just kind of always done that, you know, where I do home recordings and do a band. But then, like when we moved to Asheville, um, my buddy had a a band he was starting up, and I kind of joined them as their. And he's such a good guitar player, so I kind of joined as like the extra guitar slash keyboardist (laughs) kind of dude, you know. And it was like just so nice to not be the one that has to like you know talk yeah. in between the songs and shit you know and like <laughs> yeah. this just, is everything kind of just fell on him yeah. yeah i was just like i don't know if they hated it i was like i'm just doing my part you know and it was yeah. it was so nice to just be along for the ride and that band that ended up having you know we played the most and you know had the most success of anything i'd played in so it was kind of cool to to see it from that level and uh Mm -hmm. and and bring in the that cure element because they were you know he's kind of like greatest hits level cure fan but never really got super into them so i could and the rhythm section definitely weren't into the cure so it was like i was always kind of infiltrating trying to sneak in like like a (laughs) like to every song you know they're trying to play like these pixies type songs and i'm just like totally trying to throw that cure element in but uh, <laughs> do you feel like you do that or since you said they're all pretty on board with uh <laughs> yeah i don't really yeah i don't really have to <laughs> yeah that's good <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of there. I mean, yeah i mean that's the with with all of those bands it's all been pretty like <clears throat> you know more or less everybody's into the same kind of yeah music and you know like you know with little exceptions here and there but but it's yeah i mean like i i could 
start playing some random cure song at practice and you know. jacob the drummer would be like oh isn't that the b-side from you know like <laughs> oh wow that'd be nice <laughs> yeah. he's i mean he's also one of those like he's one of those guys that knows everything about every like, right. record ever hearing the whole backstory of the album <laughs> it's yeah. like, i just want to play the cover man <laughs> awesome <laughs> Love those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> cool. Um, cool. Well, if you don't mind, shift gears. We'll start talking about this uh, this covers yeah. album you did uh, quite a few years back now. Um, I guess since yeah. you've uh, posted them on the, a Bandcamp site that we'll also link to, um, and uh, wrote a few little notes there on the production. I, had, I was going to ask you when. You said about two, uh, 2011, 2012 was when you? It was like 2010 or 11. Um, okay. I, I I think that I kind of started working on them maybe like fall or winter of yeah, 2010. Bled into 2012. Yeah. That's, if I remember right. Yeah. Like it's a while back um, now. Yeah. That's, uh, yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that's right around my, my kid was born in uh, December 2012. Yeah. So yeah, everything's a blur after that now. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's called uh, Steve Weathington. Am I pronouncing it right? Weathington? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Steve Weathington plays the songs of the cure. And uh, first off, cool album cover too. Um, oh, yeah. That, that was actually. Uh, it was drawn by my friend Dusty. Cool. Who gave me the the Cure mixtape, you know, back in the day. Oh, awesome! Um, yeah, yeah he's he's a great artist. You can actually just to like plug him real quick. He yeah. uh, he has a Instagram and some other stuff. Maybe he's uh, the Blockwatch Captain. Okay. And uh, he does awesome stuff. He's like recently he like he and his family opened up a uh, like a little store that's all like vintage toys and like weirdo bootleg toys it's such oh, wow. a cool place that yeah sounds good. and they have an online yeah, the, thing you can they, yeah that, there's their store is called earth to kentucky okay uh, and um yeah like it does he's you know he's a big cure fan too awesome uh so so yeah when i did those covers it's like okay Dusty has to draw those. Yeah, that's awesome. Got him to work in on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I was surprised too in the the notes you'd put on the Bandcamp site there that it sounded like you said you recorded it just in a house maybe, like a nice sized house with some big windows. No, it was no? just in my old just in my old apartment. Oh wow. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was like a uh, I mean, I guess it was a bigger apartment, but okay. it was yeah, just a one bedroom apartment. Okay. Um yeah. yeah i mean it's it's all like other than the vocals mm-hmm. everything well and the guitar but i just recorded the guitar kind of direct yeah uh through effects and stuff but really okay. like the only microphones i used were on on the vocals everything else is just stuff i programmed oh wow That's so great. it's easy enough to do yeah in, a, huh. in an apartment yeah, yeah. I mean, the production was really cool like just from the start i don't Thanks. know why it just totally blew me away too where i was like kind of going back and forth with each listen and i was like this does it sounds home recorded in a sense but at the same time it has like enough like like you definitely got your production chops in there it's like it's, yeah. it's awesome i was like I was like, but it doesn't seem like the kind of thing anyone would like fork out like bucks to go to like a big studio to do a (laughs) cure cover kind of thing, you know? It's like, so I was like, you must just, yeah, like have some good, you know, trickeries with it and stuff. I thought for sure, you know, like 
you know, you were totally doing the the awesome mics at the perfect distance and everything, you know, we're all, no, no, no. I was tricked, man. So <laughs> it no, good. it was all, yeah, that was all like, like all the drums are me playing on a, you know, a MIDI keyboard. Okay. Um, yeah. And I was going to ask you about those too, because the drums in particular does have a lot of cool like takes on, on the rhythms thanks, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So it's all just like key drums then, or were you playing over some loops and stuff or was there any? No, it's just all. It's just like I would turn on a click and then, you know, just gonna start playing yeah. drums on a keyboard. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Cause it, and it, I mean, some of the, some of the songs have layers of multiple different kinds of drums. And percussion yeah. And stuff, I but... think that was throwing me, especially like some of those earlier ones, like for three imaginary boys and stuff like that. It almost sounded yeah. like there could be like you were playing over some kind of loop or something too, but uh, it was cool. Cause it ended up making some of the ones I thought that were, more of the straight up lull beats sound a little more like a Boris beat even or something, you know, where you yeah, were throwing yeah. in some kind of like Tom roll kind of things over like what was the, like a strange day. I think it was, was one I had noted where it had a cooler mm-hmm. variation, but almost to the point where I'm like, I don't think that's like the actual beat of the other one. So it was like, you know, more, but it sounded yeah. very Cure-esque still. So it was impressive. strange day there were a couple of them but that's this is one i remember specifically like <laughs> the first kind of version that i when i started working on that it was kind of just exactly like a strange day you know okay. like it wasn't yeah. really any different which you know was kind of pointless to do and i think if i remember right i kind of just started chopping up the like the midi of the drums that i had played in yeah and then just moving that around so i think it sounds like it's like got that same kind of feel mm-hmm. in a way it's probably because it was and then i just started you know like chopping it up and moving it around until yeah. it sounded different That's and good. then kind of started building things from you know on top of that yeah because it makes it sound less robotic and stuff like that too i definitely have that problem a lot with my home recordings where i just use a drum machine but a lot of times i'll be lazy and just stick to the one beat that i just you know sure. it doesn't <laughs> yeah. doesn't change anyway you know if you're doing like a new order kind of song or something it's fine but at the same time right. it's it does kind of lose a little of the uh it's like mm-hmm. you know i always love that idea of like having something that makes it feel a little more human in there too so yeah very yeah. cool yeah um i guess yeah just the song selection in general was cool just to see yeah. you know like I always feel like you could tell more who's like a, a real Cure fan or something more, you know, like, cause it's, <laughs> right. it's not, yeah. you know, I mean, plenty of like great, greatest hits should be covered or whatever. They're great. But you could kind of tell when people are just grabbing, you know, love song or Friday I'm in love, you know, good God, sure. if I hear another cover of either of those two in particular, yeah. <laughs> but, um, nah, I mean like, yeah, I just kind of, you know, I, I think I told you in an email or something that like uh-huh. I, when I did that, I was really just, like it wasn't particularly meant for anybody else to hear. You yeah. know? Like I sent it to some friends as I would finish songs, but like, but it was just for fun and kind of like experimenting with, uh, like on, um, 
what is it a few hours after this yeah like that song is awesome yeah and i remember as i was going through i wanted to do a song from each record up through disintegration and when i got to head on the door it's like you know i don't know like i could do syncing yeah but that song is i don't i don't want to change that you know um and so i kind of just started listening through that record and b-sides and uh and that one, like, I remember hearing it and kind of remembering that something I always wanted to try was recording a song, but rather than having a drummer, having a, like a drum line, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's like, well, I'll just like, this song has kind of this like goofy orchestral quality to it anyway. So I'll right. just turn it into like a drum line and, you know, so it was like, in some cases it was like, I love the song. I definitely want to cover it. And in other cases it was like, I want to try this programming thing or this yeah, yeah, this yeah, instrument sure. or something and and here's a song that lends itself to that. It's cool, and it, that was one that definitely perked my ears up a bit too. Because like, it's, especially that's a weird one. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I think that would get the most like, huh, for a second. Like, because yeah. something we always talk about with the Cure covers too is like, you know, you you want to change it enough where it is different, but at the same time, you know, keep it the song it's be recognizable. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time. Because all of them, you know, you change just enough cool stuff, but they do stick to the song and the melodies and everything. But that one's the only yeah. one that were changed it up. But at the same time, the fact that it was that song is like, well, obviously he knows his shit and he likes the song. Nobody <laughs> yeah, right. just like blindly choose a few hours after this to deconstruct it. It wasn't like he got assigned that song on the tribute or whatever. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so in that regards, I was like, this is fucking cool, you know. But there's definitely a lot of like, like I said, there's like a whistle or something going at one point. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, whoa, yeah. what is this? Yeah, the whistle comes in right after the like <laughs> super fast hand claps. Yeah, like, yeah. Like... It's definitely cool. <laughs> it's, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, like that that's one in particular that I, th- I actually thought of before I put them on Bandcamp, I thought about sort of like fixing the mixes uh-huh. a little bit, like th- things that I didn't, uh, you know, 10 or 11 years later. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I could have done that. <laughs> Good old. George Lucas on it there you can tell yeah right. <laughs> but but then it was kind of like yeah I, you know they're fine yeah yeah and everything at that part it's good too just to like see like it's like you still paying attention check it out <laughs> 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 it's like one of those things just to grab the listener for sure yeah <laughs> but yeah it's a, just a cool batch of songs I guess just for the people out there the full track listing is uh three imaginary boys at night other voices strange day lament banana fishbone a few hours after this like cockatoos and closed down and um it was cool like you said you chose one from each one which is what the cure ended up doing on that curation live thing did you capture oh, that? Yeah, yeah. To catch that yeah it was like their whole like concept where they did one song right. from yeah, each one <laughs> and then the even weirder <laughs> part i didn't even realize i was jotting that down for this is that like 
most of them are all the same ones they chose too for that first set you of know, the that, curation. It's like the exact same songs that they chose. Even I was like, damn, sounds, a- I'm going to have to go back and check that out. Cause that actually does sound familiar to me. Say that. Yeah. That's cool. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. They, uh, they followed your lead. Well, I know. There, so. <laughs> well, you know, like I'll like dream a little and imagine like my friend, Sammy, uh-huh. uh, his, his sister apparently knows somebody in the cure or knew somebody who was in the cure. Uh-huh. And, and, he sent her a copy of those songs, like back when I did them. Oh wow! And and he said that she sent the the CD to them, nice. so maybe they listened to it and they're like, "Man, they have us play this guy." Yeah, it's a, it's a great <laughs> set. Figured it out for us. <laughs> <It's>, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I was also wondering too if it if it stopped at disintegration for a reason, or if you figured that was just a good stopping point. <laughs> yeah, I, I think originally I was going to try to go through maybe wild mood swings. Yeah, or, or at least wish. I know, like I know yeah. the original idea was at least wish, but but I, I think like that era, the, especially disintegration and wish. Yeah, like I know those songs, you know, so well. And it's even like close down is probably the one that's the closest, like the interpretation. My interpretation is not really that different than, you know, how it is on disintegration. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, once I kind of started listening to stuff for wish, just like, no, I don't really need to, it's fine. You know, this is enough. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Start getting too attached at that point too. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, I think, and also, you know, like some of the earlier songs, definitely not all of them, but some of them, the, the arrangements in, in the original versions are simple enough. And the, the song structure is simple enough to where it makes it a little easier to, yeah to use as, as a template to kind of do my own shit on, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but then if I'm going to try to cover like, you know, from the edge of the deep green sea or something, like how am I going to, you know? Yeah. Those later ones like have the, so much shit that every little yeah. bit of sound has already been covered. You know, that was something yeah, I was going to say right. that I really liked about like, um, Strange Day in particular uh, is like you put in a lot of the sounds that feel like they're there, but aren't actually, you know, it's almost like what they do live now, you know, where there's all more like swirling and keys and stuff like that going, but like those old ones, you know, I'm sure they're in there, but especially on the actual recording, it doesn't really, it's pretty stripped down, you know, those early ones are pretty sparse. So it's, it's pretty cool that it fits that well. And that one in particular, I really loved what you did with the the keyboard and, you know, the Wurlitzer kind of sounds and stuff like that Mm -hmm. are just uh, really cool and just keeps like a super chill vibe to that one was probably my favorite, I think. But, uh, Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like, reverby flangey yeah. synth parts that are just pushed way in the back and that i think yeah um, yeah it's cool because it's like you said it's it's i think those earlier ones do have the room for it where you can kind of take yeah. the idea that is subconsciously there at this point but isn't actually yeah <laughs> <So>. right <laughs> Cool. And a lot of the guitar tones too i thought were really rad so a lot of those were you were going direct in and just using like computer yeah I, yeah it was probably uh uh, what native instruments guitar rig i'm guessing is probably what i was using okay um i think that's i think that's probably what it was but yeah right. it was all 
I didn't like mic up any amps or anything. Yeah, like I was like wondering if you're busting out the vintage '67. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's even. Better. I don't even like doing that. I don't even like doing that for like actual recordings. Yeah. You know, like, uh, like if I can just plug it into my computer and it sounds fine, and you know. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I always feel like I'm. I should try that and do that more, but then it's like. Maybe that's why I subconsciously love this so much is because anytime you can like trick the ear of the listeners on the ear, it's like, fuck yeah, do it. All right. <laughs> it's one less thing I got to mess around with, you know, that's a, yeah, yeah. figure out the weird rattle that's coming out of the amp that I'm trying to mic or something. You know? Yeah. I mean, and it would be one thing like, you know, if in my apartment at the time I could have a drum set, you know, a drum kit set up with mics and an yeah. amp that was mic'd up and ready to go where it was just as easy to flip on the amp and play something as it yeah, would be just to totally. open, open a plug-in that might, I might've approached it differently then, but you know, I did not have that kind of setup in my apartment and I still won't. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fair enough. That's good. If you could pull it yeah. off. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> were these ones that you had to kind of sit down and figure out the parts or were they kind of stuff you've had in your repertoire for a while and didn't really No, I, I, yeah, I figured it all out just for the recording recording. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and most of them, I probably particularly like stuff that where I would change a part, you know, like add a second guitar part or something. Like I, I probably wrote it as I was recording it and then never played it again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was all kind of, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I just sincerely think it's a great job. People should check it out and download it I, too. I appreciate yeah. that, man. Yeah, no problem. I really do. I mean, like, like I said, it's it's so it's weird to me now because, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, ten it's... people, fifteen people maybe had heard that. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, and I I always mostly liked it. I mean, there's some stuff that I hear it now and it's like, oh god. Yeah. Like, that's well, not so good, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, there's always going to be that, right? And then you Do you do a lot of production work then for, like, your bands and stuff? Are you kind of the guy that I do, yeah. handles all yeah. that? And, cool. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of like my, uh, that's one of my jobs. Okay. You know, like, uh, yeah, I record a lot of bands. Um, yeah, it's not so many this year just because yeah. studios closed and stuff like that, but. Hey, do you do you do it out of your home normally or do you go to a I do like there's a, a studio close by called Candyland. Okay. Where I'll do uh I'll do a lot of tracking there and then like a lot of the initial recording and then sometimes I'll have people come into my band's practice space and we'll record vocals there or overdub guitars there. Yeah. And then I pretty much do all the mixing from home. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really do too much actual recording here in my apartment. I have before, but yeah, it's not, not very much. Right on. My, my, my cats aren't cooperative with <laughs> yeah, the, howling the microphones. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. I saw some, uh, on some like recording, you know, website the other day they were talking about, or maybe it was right around Christmas. They were talking about, uh, like how much in 1980 would it have cost to to build like a very bare bones kind of home studio uh-huh. compared to what it would take now like to get something comparable? Yeah. And like in 1980, it would have been like fifteen thousand dollars. 
in 1980 yeah um to be able to record eight tracks and you know yeah. and now you could have like for 1200 dollars, you, know, you basically could do literally anything and yeah it's, yeah it's pretty amazing <laughs> it is it's nuts almost too much yeah. freedom man <laughs> it's just oh, that's like what i was just gonna say too like it's kind of like uh there's just so many you can do so many things and like i know when i'm mixing a band i'll like okay this i need to put an eq on this kick drum and i open the eq folder and there's like 50 things that show up right and it's like you know like i need to simplify this like i don't need there's never a time where like i'm gonna be trying to choose but like do i need eq number three number 17 right. number no, like 39 or number you know yeah. <laughs> like just Got your four that you use. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, can definitely be overwhelming, especially if you don't know it as well, too. Like, that's where I get into like moving the little waves up and down. Like, ah, I'm just like totally trusting my ear (laughs) at all of it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just by the end of like, yeah. Then you get it mixed and it sounds different on every speaker now. It's completely different. (laughs) I'm just like, ah, God. (laughs) It was always a a dream of mine to work in a studio and stuff. I don't think I could ever do it mentally. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, it's easy. It's different for me now. Like, when I, like, when I got out of high school, I went to, uh, I moved to New York Mm -hmm. and went to a, uh, a school for audio engineering Oh. And then, like, interned at a pretty small studio for, I don't know, it was a year and a half, I want to say. And, like, I remember at the time, th- you know, because I was, like, what, 19 or 20 mm-hmm. when I was doing that. And, like, I remember at the time thinking, like, man, I want to be in, you know, Electric Ladyland or, like, one of these big studios that, yeah. you know, wherever Prince is coming to. Like, I want to go there, <laughs> you know? Right. Like, and, uh, but in, in retrospect, I think like working at that little studio was great because, you know, we would finish with a session and then they would be like, all right, like you can stay here and play with stuff. Yeah. Just, you know, lock everything up when you're done. And so I would, you know, basically that's how I learned Pro Tools, which is the software I used to record. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think like having that kind of opportunity to work in a small place where people were very chill, it wasn't like, you know, yeah there weren't fifty thousand dollar pieces of rack gear that, right you know that there they were gonna is. like yeah sure play around just lock up when you're done but yes i think that kind of you know kind of helped push me in the direction of you know yeah being able to i don't know just learning that stuff production yeah i guess um curated then with some production side um you know, I love the way so many of those, especially the early classic albums and everything are mixed and, oh, yeah. and recorded or just like mind blowing that they can do so much with that and cohesive sound. Wow. And, um, yeah. Do you have a favorite then? Or, uh, as far as, oh, I, mean, I guess Robert's always kind one. of, you never really know if he's doing everything or co-doing everything or. Yeah. You know, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I, in terms of like favorite and in terms of the way it sounds yeah i guess just, just like production wise as far as you know, hmm. cohesive sound and themes and i mean stuff. probably oh god it's tough probably disintegration yeah honestly. such a unique characteristic sound you know yeah. like um i mean it, it sounds like the cure sounds on all their other records but just like a little more focused yeah you know, sonically yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. uh 
like more focused, but also more spacious. Like it's the amount of reverb on the drums is mind boggling. to Yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah. The drums in particular are crazy. I read something fairly recently. Did you happen to catch that thing where they said that, um, Dave Allen who worked through all those, um, he basically like sampled the kick drum, I guess. And then he used yeah, really? the same kick drum. He cut it and pasted it into every hit on every song. It was the same one hit wow. like, through, through the whole thing, which sounds, I think it was like in a, that Roger thing where he really did like a detailed, you know, recollection of the whole process. And uh, oh, so it was man, like, a, it up. was a legit source, but it was like, well, he was even like, I don't know why he went that crazy with it. But at the same time, I'm kind of wondering yeah. that maybe that's why it's so cohesive, too, because it's this little kind of yeah, it's subconscious. Literally it's literally the yeah. same <laughs> bass drum hit on every hit. You know, it's just like, whoa, that's crazy. But uh, huh. pretty impressive if that's. <laughs> yeah, that's. I have to look that up. No, I hadn't heard that before. Yeah. But, especially but I mean, you know, then. like. Uh, what was that drummer that was Boris Williams? Is that yeah, yeah. He always, man, I, I like I, that guy. He's like my favorite cure drummer. Yeah. Question. He's, he's amazing. But, and he, it seemed like, especially like if you listen to some of, uh, you'll hear some of Robert's demos Yeah, where it's like, he's programmed this drum machine. And then you hear the record and it's like, Oh, it's Boris Williams playing that right. weird drum machine part. Right. And like, yeah. So, I mean, I guess it kind of, if if the you know if the guys you know the producer whoever or the mixer is editing the drums so that like you know the kick drum is always this it sound yeah. maybe adds to a little bit more of that drum machine kind of uh quality of those parts yeah that's and interesting maybe though. it's like a trigger thing where you could probably do it where you, yeah it's pr yeah. programmed in so when he's playing it's just making that sound i'm assuming just, so maybe he's not like cutting yeah. the tape necessarily for every <laughs> whatever that's true. yeah because that would have been so, on tape yeah, yeah it would have so, taken forever <laughs> yeah that seems totally crazy but uh yeah it's probably some kind of sample trigger thing probably on so, his yeah. i would assume but who knows? Either way, that's pretty cool. I always thought. Yeah, I guess um, just winding down then, uh, any, um, let's see, uh, do you have any, like, I guess, like, theories on covers in general? Like, not even just the cure approach of, like, what your, you know, perfect cover is then? Like I said, I always have that balance. I'm trying to find the one that doesn't totally destroy it but still keeps respects to the song do you have any like formula of any cover you prefer yeah i mean that's i would say probably the same for me generally yeah um but then i also i always think about when i think of like good covers the thing that always comes to mind is uh jeff buckley's um hallelujah yeah. cover and like it was a uh, leonard cohen right yeah and like the leonard cohen song is great but the Jeff Buckley version, you know, in my opinion, anyway, just like changes it into something different and kind yeah. of, I don't know, more, more special mm -hmm. know, to, to me anyway. And I feel like ideally that's what I would want from any cover Yeah, is that it kind of elevates it into something that you, you know, that is totally recognizable as the original song, but becomes its own thing. Yeah. Um, but that seems like, you know, yeah, it's next good. to impossible to actually achieve. So I'll settle for something that has a good balance. Of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I know the song. <laughs> yeah, on some level, it's the no-brainer. But yeah, that is what you you're shooting for with all those. And I guess it's yeah. I always kind of boil it back too to the like having a distinct 
like sound you know a lot of that is just whatever your band sound is if you you know if like the idea of like jeff buckley doing it that's what it would sound like it's like oh yeah because he has like such a distinct voice and you know what i mean and it's Mm -hmm. like so yeah i think that helps a lot that's why i tend to like of the cure covers in particular i tend to like it more when it's like female vocals because it is like a way to change it without really change it you know what i mean it sounds like that makes sense different yeah, enough yeah. but it still sounds nice you could kind of just overly you know do it the same but if it has female vocals it sounds different enough <laughs> it already yeah so, but it's funny i'm trying to think too like i don't know if i've ever heard the cure cover anything that i thought was any good at all <laughs> like yeah, I'm trying to... they, they're they're never <laughs> exceptional they're just going yeah there was that uh there was do. that pirate ships yeah um that's really good. Which is, yeah, that's actually one of the better ones because it is different, I guess. But yeah, like the Depeche Mode one was just kind of like, yeah, oh, that's, that's such a letdown, man. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you know, sounds like something he could crank out in his home studio standing on his head, basically, you know, and yeah. it's just like, but um, yeah, uh, the Jimi Hendrix of, uh, ones and stuff like oh, that. God, are yeah. kinda, I mean, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but, yeah. Speaking of him in his home studio, though, I just saw. I guess maybe it's something he did for charity. Yeah. Where he's like three song things that he did. Yeah. 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 Like, like sitting at his desk with no shoes on. Yeah. Playing guitar. <laughs> like, totally. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, it was cool to see it. If that's right. Howard Smith's home studio isn't as nice as mine. That makes me yeah. feel really cool. <laughs> that's a, our uh, co-host buddy was all like, that was a mess, man. He needs to clean that shit up. <laughs> yeah. No. I was like, Cables ah. everywhere. Yeah. It's like kind of cool getting that little glimpse of that's that new album's sure. in there somewhere. But yeah, those are really cool. Like hearing him just kind of play them over like pre-recorded drum machine parts and stuff are kind of cool. Like I was like, shit, I'd love to see a whole show of that. That'd be awesome. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. He he nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty cool. Um, Do you have a favorite uh, uh, cure cover that anybody has done? Like a specific? Oh man. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm to think, uh, I really don't know. Like, yeah. I can't honestly even think of any. Yeah, um, it's, we always kind of say the Dinosaur Junior one by default. But, oh uh, yeah, that's right. But yeah, I mean, I'll go with that too. Even yeah. that, it's kind of like just because it's Dinosaur Junior too. You know, I don't really know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a good one. Uh, there was a yeah, good I really, one. I wasn't honestly, sure if you heard. Um, you know, Frankie Rose did. Uh, she was in like Vivian Girls, I think it was, and um, that she did a, a whole album cover of Seventeen Seconds. That's actually really good, and really? Uh, it's just her and her band, I guess. And um, they did the whole album, which is kind of cool when it is kind of more of a that theme cool. thing. And if anything, it gets a little too just like note for note, where they just nail it. Indie band doing yeah. like that sound now. It just sounds a little more modernized. But um, mm-hmm. so but with her, you know, like vocals and stuff, it, I think it's a pretty cool one that i've thrown on pretty regularly yeah it's a a good one but yeah it's uh, not too many so that's again why i praise your covers album and i recommend everybody (laughs) out there go check it out because yours is right up there with it for sure and uh just a really cool batch of songs that uh actually really flow together well too so considering concept and the cureness of like getting it to flow through all those eras of the cure even and i saw you um posted a, a police one too it's a cover of oh yeah I forgot that that's, so that was different um 
that is a, I'm on that, but it's not just me. Ah, okay. That was, um, did you ever, I don't know if you're a Beck fan. A uh, bit. But, uh, Beck, mm-hmm. like kind of early 2000s, did these um, these things he called the record club, oh, where yeah. he would like get people from his band and then other people to come in and like the rules were that like no rehearsal or anything beforehand right. um, no real like and they would just spend 24 hours and they'd have to cover a whole record um and just figure it out as they went kind of right. and like they did man some of it some of it's terrible but some of it's really good right. they did like kick by nxs and they did leonard cohen's first record and uh, a lot of it's great. And so like me and a bunch of friends decided to do the same thing Okay. at the studio I was working at at the time. And uh, yeah, we all, you know, basically everybody put in their idea of what record we wanted to do. And uh, the one that got the most votes was that police record. Nice. Um, yeah. So that's, I haven't that's totally just dove us. in yet. I just listened to every little thing she does is magic. It sounded really cool. Yeah. That was the only one I've got to, to preview, but it's, it's another one. There's some like, there's definitely some rough spots, but it, <laughs> we didn't, none of us knew how to play any of the songs until we started recording them. And then we would just kind of figure it out as we went. Cool, man. Um, well, I guess we'll wrap up with that. Like I said, I'll put the links to cool. those on the Facebook page for this. And um, I guess the actual address for your band camp is stvmusic.bandcamp.com. Right. Yeah. So uh, everybody out there, go check it out and uh, give them a shout out and, and uh, see what you think. So, And uh, I didn't praise your vocals enough, too, that you really got a cool voice. Yeah. And, yeah so, <laughs> sorry if you took offense in the other episode. I think I might have made a death cab passing comment. <laughs> no. I was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that the more I was listening no, to no, it. No, I was like, People, uh, he's a lover or hate him kind of dude. So I, I don't know. <laughs> it's, I was talking to my friend Scott and uh, – I was telling like, oh, listen to like this guy's playing my stuff on this uh, cure podcast, uh, and uh, and he he's a huge Death Cab fan, but okay. like I think I'm like you, and it's funny like you're not the first person to compare my voice. Uh, yeah. But, like, what's, what's funny to me is that like I would love that band if they had a different singer. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the drummer is so good. You yeah. Know? Like, I, I love a lot of the stuff that they do. I just don't like the singer, but yeah. Yeah. Well, the more I listened to yeah. it, I, I didn't really, I don't think you're too, too much there, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, ta- I don't take offense. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <that's fine. laughs> and thanks so much for uh, taking part in this. Like I said, this is probably the quickest turnaround of like getting an idea on this show. Usually we like come up with something and then we write it down and then we like, call the person like eight months later and (laughs) (laughs) so it's pretty pretty cool that this all uh managed to pan out in time to be maybe even the next episode so we'll see but uh thank you very much man and uh, i'd love to have you on just to talk cure topic sometime if you're up for it with us we'll get you you can hash out any uh, there's no shortage of topics obviously we're on episode 150 (laughs) whatever the hell it is but uh (laughs) amazing to me i've been like scrolling through because i didn't know about your podcast until eric on on reddit sent me a link like oh you should check it out so i've been scrolling through all the past episodes like oh man 
Yeah, I wonder like, what they think the, the best track order for Head on the Door is. Yeah, yeah it's a little, <laughs> little everything. So, uh, yeah. We've had people that have to come back because they're like, what? Ah, they get offended or turned pissed off. And then like, I'm like, no, no, try try one or two more episodes. Yeah. They're, they're all different. <laughs> Some of them were not even on, so it's great. <laughs> so, all kinds of stuff on there. So, But, uh, yeah, we'd love to have you on and, and hash it out because uh, sure. it's been a blast talking to you man thank you (laughs) yeah for sure thank you so much for for having me i i really appreciate it All right, again, very special thanks to Steve for uh, being willing to come on and uh, hash it all out with us and talk Cure and, um, you know, such short notice, too. So really appreciate it, man, and letting us share your tunes, your Cure covers and originals, all of which we'll put links for. Um, Go on over to our Facebook page, and uh, I'll hook you up with the thread there for this episode and um otherwise look for disaster class on itunes or wherever you stream music and uh this curious covers album on Bandcamp. <clears throat> all right on that note you can follow us on instagram at the holy hour podcast you can hear all 154 episodes of the holy hour podcast on youtube um and also check out some of those video playlists i've made on our youtube page i think you might like them and you know, if uh, you're looking to up your t-shirt game in 2021, then you need to go to 17secondshirts.bigcartel.com. 17 Second Shirts is where you can find awesome Cure Design shirts uh, by our very own Chaz. And um, he'll have something cool waiting for you. So go check that out. You can follow him on Instagram at 17 underscore seconds and uh see what's on the horizon speaking of horizons we got some good ones coming up for you and uh i think next one's gonna be track ones where we discuss we might rate them uh we might just say they're important um lead off tracks on the official cure albums so uh join us for that one next time around until then take care out there be safe Keep being safe, stay alive, and hang in there and talk hard. <laughs>